Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Come on inside the College Football Film Room alongside veteran scout, coach, and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg, and boy, Chris, there is a major story in college football this week. We talked last week about everything that's going on in this country, not just corona-related, but with the social injustice issues and the Black Lives Matters movement and protests, how players now are in a very interesting position, right? Because they have a lot of power when it comes to them mostly being minorities and the head coaches being mostly white males. We saw it happen in Florida State. There's an issue there uh, where maybe, maybe not communication. That's besides the point. The bigger issue has come this week in the most in, in the past couple of days involving Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State and his star running back, one of the best players in the country in Chuba Hubbard. For those who don't know, Mike Gundy uh, took a picture wearing a T-shirt from a severely right-leaning news network called OWN, O-A-N. And this news network has been known to, uh, how do I say this gently, Chris? They, I don't want to say that they're racist, but they've been known to, uh, they've been known to be very divisive. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah, they, 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 they said that Black Lives Matter movement is a fraud. Yeah. They've been very insensitive. They've that, been racially insensitive. That, that is absolutely mm-hmm. what they said. It's a complete phony, a complete fraud. They've that's their stance on Black Lives yes. Matter movement. And their star and so star running back Chuba Hubbard retweeted a photo of his head football coach wearing that T-shirt and said, "Quote: I will not stand for this. This is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable. I will not be doing anything." with Oklahoma State until things change. I think the thing that uh, Mike Gundy has been known to, you know, he spent a lot of time taking his foot out of his mouth. I mean, he's done that in the past quite a bit. This obviously is something that's pretty clear. He came out and um, uh, on Tuesday this week with Cuba Hubbard and made a kind of a quick little statement in front of the, you know, the mm-hmm, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. And it, it, it came off awkward. He made another statement today. Obviously, somebody PR-wise and lawyer-wise said, you need to clean this up. This is looking bad. Because Look, here's the thing. So people will say, it's a free country. You can support wherever you want. Look, okay, f- fine. But remember, if you can have any opinion you want, but your opinion, you have to recognize that your stance on an opinion, how it's going to affect others. Mm-hmm. And if it may be, I would say, Scott, it's a rough estimate that if you ask coaches, most are in the high income tax bracket. They probably are mostly right wing ish politically along that. Right. If they're really into it, uh, the players who they coach are ma- the opposite. Yeah. So it's important while you can have your own opinion, when you represent the university, a university, a pro team, whatever the case may be, 
and you are representing maybe 75 to 78 percent players that are black that are going to be offended by that take you're going to have a problem you're going to have a problem in your locker room so it's not that because people are saying well you know he has a right to have an opinion well drew Brees had a right to have an opinion too mm-hmm. but boy he stepped to the line to where he felt like his opinion that was fine to have his opinion but understand that other people many people that you love care about yep may have differing opinions and may be hurtful by the stance that they take so you're wearing an oan t-shirt and it's not just a t-shirt you could explain hey look man the guy gave me a t-shirt i was out fishing i, I didn't know it didn't he want to get any other clothes dirty or whatever yeah, yeah. well my my gundy said I watched this because this is an, uh, an unbiased yeah. news network and all this. It was just a terrible explanation. <laughs> it's just the straight news and it's all facts. I mean, so it's like he's like all in for OAN. And then he has to come back to say mm-hmm. after he said, I watch it all the time. I just I think it's great. It's the best one. And he said, oh, when I found out their stance on Black Lives Matter, I was revolted. It was disgusting. Okay. You really seemed like you knew a whole lot about it. Now you're, you know, now you're really surprised. And the video did seem like it was contrived, like a PR firm got in there. And of course, whatever. We don't know what's behind it. But what we do know is Chuba Hubbard's feelings afterwards. Uh, He did release a statement on Twitter. Quote, I just want to say thank you to everyone for the support. I will start by saying this. I was never wrong for saying what I said. I am a man, and I realized I should have went to him as a man face-to-face rather than on Twitter. That's my opinion, but I had to hold him accountable either way. I'm glad things happened the way that they did because things are being changed as we speak. If anyone truly knows me, they know I'm a very passionate person. I care about my family, friends, teammates, and people I don't even know. I spoke out because I am emotionally drained and I'm tired of seeing stuff happening without results or consequences. I realize I have a platform to generate change and I am trying my best to use it accordingly. I am a young black man that wants change. I want change that will bring a better experience for my black brothers and sisters at Oklahoma State. It's that simple. Over these next few months, I have left at Oklahoma State. I will be working every day to bring change to this organization and to the world. I will be supported by my teammates along with people within this organization. To everyone else, trust me when I say that good will come from this. The most interesting part about that statement, Chris, when he mentions his teammates and his friends, didn't mention his head coach. So I don't know yeah. what you want to take from that, but everything else in his statement, uh, look, this is an upstanding kid. You know, th- this is this is this is a kid who's showing poise, who's showing leadership, and is getting ahead of a bad situation and really owning up to everything that is coming with the response to his response to seeing his head coach wear that shirt. And trust me, that feeling among the definitely among the black players in that locker room would be a hundred percent in Judah Hubbard's corner. Mm-hmm, I mean, a hundred percent agreement. And probably, if you take the black, the white players, probably they would uh, also be behind him too. Uh, this is a lesson for coaches out there. You better be aware. You might have a feeling. You are recruiting and coaching these young players and their families that see it differently. And so you better understand that because if you don't, 
it's going to be awfully hard to be able to go on the recruiting trails to try to win parents over if you've got that on you. Look, we've had that. We had Dabble Sweeney that had to kind of clean up some mess and yep. did a pretty decent job this weekend. Uh, when we last talked last week, Chris Doyle, one of the best strength coaches in the country, was suspended. He and Iowa have officially parted ways. Mm-hmm. So he has mm-hmm. done, maybe for now the career's done. Florida State, you mentioned that came out. So let this be a lesson that, you know, it's almost you you, you better be careful what you say and, and you better understand that while you may have a view of it, if it in any way could be offensive to the players that you're recruiting or coaching, that's the world you live in, my friend. Yeah. Think of it. You've got if you're an employer and you've got people working for you and you have certain tendencies racially or otherwise you they're not going to want to work for you they're not going to be there and and this is this is the the world we're in i've not seen in my lifetime and i'm a little bit older than you scott Mm -hmm. i i have not seen in my lifetime a polarization of this is the movement it is a it is bigger than a movement it has never been like it is today where universally it is over and over and over. What are we, 22, 23, 24, 25 nights in to protest? I mean, this is a movement unlike anything I have ever seen. Yeah. And if you're not on board with it and you don't quite believe in it, but you are a college coach, you're an NFL coach, you better damn well fake it to believe mm-hmm. that you're in their mm-hmm. corner or else you're going to have a hard time gaining respect personally from the people in your locker room. And you're hearing a big time change. What about in pro ball now? And that's like, yeah, I think I think it'd be great if people sign Kaepernick. But Bill O'Brien, heck yeah, I'm gonna take a mm. kneel during the national anthem. Where are we headed? I mean, where are we just a couple of years ago to now? Right or wrong, whether it's one side or the other, it is absolutely dangerous territory to be treading in as a coach if you're not 100% behind your players and what they're believing in. So even if it's not what you believe in, it's almost like it's important to them. It better be important to Mm -hmm. me. And anything other than that's going to get you in a world of trouble. Well, let's go inside the film room here for a moment and talk about Chuba Hubbard and what exactly he brings to this Oklahoma State team and why he is the most important part of that program. Well, he, he's such a multifaceted runner, Scott. He's got great contact balance, strength. He runs with good quickness, good burst between the holes inside. And he does a great job once he gets to the second level, making people miss. He's effective out of the backfield, can do a lot of things. I think he's got great next level potential, but he was their offense. You know, last Over year. Over 2,000 rushing yards. Everything ran through him. And by the way, this Oklahoma State team is the team to watch in the Big 12. It's it's all about Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma is going to win it again. Texas has got to figure out, you know, what they are. Oklahoma State's the team. The other team that could make noise. Like Baylor was like, this past year? Like Baylor what? It's Oklahoma State this year, or at least I thought. Now, we know it's set up for a goofy year where we don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm, and who's mm-hmm. going to be healthy and all that. And I don't know. What, if any, this is going to have an effect on on the Cowboys. But every few years, 
Mike Gundy has a really good team that could challenge, like be like top 10-ish. This year is one of those teams going into the season. We'll see what happens. Wow. Wow. That's uh got a great got a got a got a great receiver, got a great running mm-hmm. back. They've got some good components to to really be a surprise. You know, another team when speaking of surprises and we we seem to have talked a lot about them uh this off season. And I'm talking about North Carolina. Uh we have mentioned their talented players um uh, Sam Morrill, the, their quarterback is, is is tremendous. I think he's going to have a big year. And they're kind of like this team in the ACC. We both agree it's a one-team league in, in Clemson. But North Carolina could be that second team. They could be the, the thorn in everyone's side. I was just reading about, um, there was an article, I think it was yesterday or the day before uh, on ESPN, about Mac Brown and just how North Carolina now, Chris, is reaping the benefits of sort of they called it a rejuvenated Mac Brown. This is like right. a, this is this is now when he first got there, of course there's an adjustment period. He was out of coaching for a little while. Now he's back in in like full Mac Brown mode for lack of a better term. And this season, North Carolina is going to reap the benefits of that. I, I listen, here's the thing about it is who can challenge Clemson? Well, the answer is no one. But who's who's the second best? Well, potentially Florida State, but they're too early into Mike Norvell's tenure and no offseason. North Carolina, because of what you mentioned with Mac, Sam Howell's great. They've got a, a lot of good young talent who played a lot last year. So they're the team that is most interesting. And if you look at the Coastal, what else do you have? Mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia Tech's underachieved. They've got to figure some things out. Miami's in a crucial year for Manny Diaz. I mean, there's just not much there. So it it, it does look like North Carolina is the team making the most noise um, outside. Now, do you expect them I, to be I, in the I, ACC title game? I I think that would make them the favorite going yeah. in in mm-hmm. the coastal because. Mm-hmm. Miami's got really good talent, but I, I want to see a little bit more distance and con, in, uh, discipline and consistency well, out of that. Team. We're all curious to see what the Eric King is going to do in that offense, but we haven't and, seen and, it and yet, so we don't know. Two, two elite defensive, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they, they can win it. They have the talent to win it. North Carolina looks like to maybe be a little bit more organized, uh, but you know, it's it's like that's the it's a distant second, but probably and and there's a lot. You know, there's not much of a gap between North Carolina and, and the rest. There's a big gap between Clemson and North Carolina. But but we saw it. We saw it on the field to some degree last mm-hmm. year, too. I mean, I know Clemson didn't play great in that game. But North Carolina, they showed up. They had the 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 the, the attitude. They had the temperament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had the poise to hang into that game. And remember, had the questionable call on the of two. Course. Or they could have won that <laughs> thing. Uh, and that would have been a story. But, no, I think they are the team right now that is most intriguing. The one thing you wonder is how long is Max going to be there, but he's put together a good staff. I think it's more a combination of there's nobody there rising to the top mm-hmm. to join Clemson, and Max just done a pretty good job. But, you know, where's Justin Fuente at Virginia Tech? Manny Diaz at Miami. They yeah. haven't done a very good job. You know, Pitt, you know, Virginia – Duke, Georgia Tech, they're, they're not there, and, and they're kind of Duke's Duke, Virginia's Virginia, Pitt's not 
proven to be able to take that next step. And Georgia Tech's rebuilding, and I think it'll be better under Jeff Collins. I think on the other side, because there's such a big gap in the Atlantic with Clemson and everybody else, Florida State's the one that, you know, is they're rebuilding, and that potentially could be, you know, the two best teams in the yeah. league being in the same division. That could be Ohio State and Michigan. Um, you know, the the real surprise on a positive end was Scott Satterfield in Louisville. But, you know, um, you know, the rest of it, it's just kind of just a lot of mishmash of average teams. So you mentioned a lot of coaches there, and I wanted to ask you because over the past couple of weeks on this podcast, we've talked about unsung players. We talked about unsung quarterbacks, and Sam Howell happened to be one from North Carolina. We talked about unsung running backs. Chuba Hubbard, not unsung because we know he's one of the best in the country. We talked about unsung wide receivers and unsung defensive players. But in terms of head coaches, who are some unsung head coaches around the country, Chris, that we might not be talking about them every day right now, especially when we get into the college football season, but... These are the coaches whose names are going to be brought up when the sexy coaching openings are starting to happen as we progress throughout the season. Well, let's kind of go a little bit in each conference. It's how I do it. I, you know, it's early. He's only been there one year at Louisville. If Scott Satterfield continues mm-hmm, to turn mm-hmm. that Louisville program around, a big job ahead's coming for him. The, the rest of the league it's more about coaches trying to, hey, they're early in their tenure trying to figure things out or, you know, I mean, I think they're good coaches. I think Mike Norvell is going to do a good job, um, you know, but but I don't know if he's ready for the next step. Luke Fickle at Cincinnati is one that I think yeah. that's, that's really intriguing um, is a guy. Uh, I look in the Big 12. We know uh, – I don't know how unsung uh, a guy like Matt Campbell is at Iowa State. I think people – very well aware of him, and you know he's just done a tremendous job there. Um, I think Neil Brown will do a good job at West Virginia. You know, curious about who, Dave Aranda getting getting the chance. To Dave be the head Aranda coach there, first you year know? at uh, you know Gary Patterson just rock solid uh, at TCU. You know who's really they may have it hit it is Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. He fits he's such a good coach. He yeah. develops. I mean, he's just a good mm-hmm. good. Coach, solid coach that goes in there. He's kind of upgraded the recruiting a little bit, but you know he's taking kind of his North Dakota State That's national championship football. pedigree, <laughs> yeah, pedigree. And he's going in there, and he's kind of done. You know, it just it's just. Uh, I think that's uh, that's certainly. Um, you know, you go to um, the Big Ten. You know, to me, um, you know, I don't know about unsung, but you know. Um, I think you can look at um, uh, a couple of guys that that may be intriguing. I think Tom Allen at at Indiana. I'm trying to trying to like Tom Allen is a guy that's done a really good job at Indiana. I think he he's certainly going to be on short list. Um, I'm curious, you know, uh, you know, in the Big Ten, honestly, and and I'm biased because I'm in Jersey. I'm curious what Greg Schiano's going to oh, do in his return. No you know, question. people are already buzzing about Rutgers football for the first time since he left. And I'm, you know, I look, they're going to be bottom feeders. They're not going to win the division, but can they finish with a, with a plus 500 record? Can they be bowl eligible? Can they win six or seven games? Maybe that's still a big of a stretch because you look at the talent disparity and you look at the schedule that they have to face being in that, you know, the most impossible side of the big 10 conference. Right. But 
I'm telling you, this is a guy who obviously has the track record and has the pedigree returning now to the college game after being away for a few years. I'm curious, and, and obviously not away for a few years because he had some time at Ohio State, but I, right. I'm curious how he's going to be you know, taking the reins back here. Here's the thing, too, to add to what you just said. He's made some inroads in recruiting. Mm -hmm. Now, this, in the pandemic era, he has taken kids locally that maybe hasn't had a chance to take all their visits, and he's got Smart. some of this yeah. on board. So, if they're able to show some progress on the field, that could help him to do the most important thing, is can Keep he the close out and finish those kids and some of those, some mm -hmm. those guys that then you're on to something. Because right now they're well, right now they're not taking the trip down to Florida. They're not exactly. taking the trip to Happy Valley. They're they're staying here because they can't travel. So they're maybe signing a letter of intent, but they're not. They're, or, well, or they're, they're declaring. They're, they're committing. Yeah, they're, they're committing, committing, but they're, they're not signing. Not yeah. And so they're like, all right, well, I want a, a bird in the hands better than two in the bush. But now, now all of a sudden, when the prettier girl comes along <laughs> and, and, and bats their eyelash, then, then maybe they go. So we'll see what, what he can do. Uh -huh. He also had a real plan on that he's not really taken full advantage of, but he's had a big plan, Greg Shannon, that is, of attacking the transfer portal. So let's mm. keep an eye on that. But he's really good. But look, I mean, P.J. Fleck, certainly good. Uh, obviously, Jeff Rom at Purdue's really good. Um, those are, those are some, some, certainly some good candidates. I'm trying to think of some other guys that, that are in the mix that, 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 that are really good. Um, you, you know, certainly out West, I tell you, who's done a phenomenal job that I don't know that anybody really realizes how good is Justin Wilcox at Cal has done a really good mm -hmm. job. They have some of the best coach defenses in the country, kind of the way they position, the way they attack. Uh, really, really good. Um, so that's going to be really intriguing to see where. What about what about he, a guy who's got some pressure on him too, and that's Jimmy Lake, who's replacing Chris Peterson at uh, uh, Washington. No question about it. Jimmy's good coach. He's got his time. We now know why he kind of stood pat because he, <laughs> he wanted. To, you know, he, maybe he probably had a feeling last year at this time that Pete probably kind of. Where Spirit in his ear and says, yeah, you know, things yeah, probably yeah. Up for you here. So we'll see. We'll see there. And then listen, I got to give hat, hats off to Big Herm and, and Tempe doing a good job at Arizona. I'm worried mm -hmm. about Kevin Sumlin at, at uh, Arizona. I'm worried about Chip Kelly at UCLA. That That is not off to the start that I thought. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I tell you who's done a nice job and is a really good coach. And I, and I, I do think he would probably stay there unless it's a big time job. But the former Oregon State quarterback, Jonathan Smith, coaching at his alma mater, that's a well-coached team. Now, you know, well-coached there is they can get to bowl eligibility. So, And I'm curious to see what Nick Rolovich is going to do at Washington State coming in with that Hawaii offense, very similar to Mike Leach. That's a really good hire. Got to give a lot of credit to Bill Doba and crew there, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to put a, a hire like that together. That's that's good job and the coaching search world. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. So those are some of the guys that I think are good. I think the coach Bill Clark at UAB is another guy that's on the short list that uh, I'm what very, a, very high on. In fact, I usually that, keep what a great, what a great story Bill Clark is because yeah. he stayed there, Chris, after they got rid of football and watched them get football back only to bring them back to prominence in that conference. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm trying to think who else. No, he's, he's, he's rock solid. I think he's a rock star. I think he's the next guy there. 
you know, with Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, we talked about him. I don't know that Brian Harson is going to move on. You know, I think he's, you know, but, but I think he's a really good candidate. Uh, I wonder how long before somebody bites on Hugh Freeze. Liberty, he got a quarterback, a high-level three-star quarterback commitment this week. Guys doing good things there. I'm wondering with Billy Napier at Louisiana Lafayette. Um, you know, some other – Rod Carey at Temple. We know the lineage. Willie Fritz at Tulane. Sonny Dykes at SMU may get another big-time job. Lance Leopold right there at Buffalo. That's mm. another good young coach that would be a really good fit there. Blake Anderson of Arkansas State. So, um the Seth Luttrell at North Texas. Some guys that kind of come to mind. That I love that. Uh, I, I love that Seth Luttrell offense. Man, that uh, that North Texas. They can score. They, that, yeah, that's no, a fun team to watch. Really good offensive <laughs> concepts, and certainly got good recruiting ties in the state of Texas. Absolutely. So, what else we have up on LandryFootball.com now? Well, uh, in our notebooks, we're really excited because we're obviously breaking down rosters around mm -hmm. college football, but our notebooks every day just chock full of information. We try to put film room nuggets on returning college players and, you know, position battles. We're talking a little bit about that. I know there's no practices, spring practice, but there's just a lot of information we're getting and kind of bringing that out and going back to the film grade notes from the fall. And then the news and notes, Scott, on recruiting, it continues to be guys that are narrowing down their list as we've talked about committing. We've got stuff each and every day. It's every day you think, oh, it's, it's going to be slow. I, I, it's, it's hard to get it all in. So check it out. If you're a college football fan, it's the place to be. It gives you information from recruiting boards to recruiting information mm -hmm. to evaluating college players to the draft uh, into evaluating college rosters. We're really excited about our breakdowns of the teams because we're breaking down how players graded on the roster coming into college uh, as well as the overall look of how they are right now. Up in incoming class, we got all that. So check it out at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer, everybody. You can get it all right there. Get this podcast on there and a lot of things that we're working on that we're really excited Absolutely. about. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. And be sure to follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball. You can follow me at Scott's on Air. Subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room wherever you get your podcasts from. And keep an eye out because coming soon, the College Football Film Room live on Twitch. We'll have more details about that uh, in the coming uh, days and weeks, so be sure to stay tuned there. Uh, for Chris Landry, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Again, this is the College Football Film Room, and we'll talk to you again next week. See you later, Chris. Take care, Scott. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.